Welcome back to Daily Gains. This is Pastor Joseph and Jer, and we are looking at Proverbs chapter 6, verses 1 through 11 today. You ready to get going, sir? Let's do this, man. I hope everyone's having a good afternoon. It's about to get better. Amen. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor. My son, if you've put up security for your neighbor. Have given your pledge for a stranger. Or have given your pledge for a stranger. If you are snared in the words of your mouth. If you've been snared in the words of your mouth. Caught in the words of your mouth. Caught in the words of your mouth. Then do this, my son, and save yourself. Then do this, my son, and save yourself. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go hasten and plead urgently with your neighbor. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go urgently and plead with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter. Like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Or like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her way and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler. Without having any chief officer or ruler. She prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. She prepares her bread in summer and prepares her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. And poverty will come on you like a robber and want like a rob, like an armed man. We got a blessing to the reading and the living out of his word. Let it be. Let it be. We've kind of made a turn here, haven't we? This is, yeah. uh, this is still talking to the sun, but all of a sudden we've gotten topical over several verses. Correct. These are very practical. Like this is very. Yeah. This is practical living 101. Exactly. User friendly. Don't miss the mark. Yes, there's some heavy stuff here, but it's been made really simple. Um, so that even a kid can get it. Hopefully, the simple person can get it. So even a kid can get it. And if possible, potentially even a fool. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Possibly. So so what are what are the main topics here that we're that we're talking about here this morning? We've got on the one hand, this idea of security, and on the other hand, this idea of of sluggardliness or slovenliness. Right. Sloth. Um are they are they one issue? Are they two issue? Are we missing an issue that was in here? I, th- I think there's a um, a um, a recognition that you have a heart issue with the sluggard, and you have a a mouth issue or a head issue that gets started. But both of them come out of the heart, um, like the words come out of the heart, just mm-hmm. as the actions come out of the heart. Um, so I, I do think there is a connection, but I think that difference of the very first five, um, be mindful of your words, you made this pledge, go free yourself from it. Whereas the 
6 through 11 is about the actions. Um, can, can we break down that first part a little bit more? I mean, these are words, many that you and I, obviously we know this, but what, what does it mean if you put up security for your neighbor? What, what's that talking about? What's the practical of that today? Yeah. So if you've um, co-signed on something, uh, just to make it real simple, uh, and you don't know the person, <laughs> um, and, and this could be you believe you know the person, but you genuinely don't know the person. Um, and this could be even with family. They might be a stranger. They might be a neighbor, but you haven't spent the time to see their character in such a way where you know and understand that this is something that will help them move forward um, and not be something that slows or holds you back. Uh, right. Often when we co-sign on something, our credit is up at risk, our name is up at risk, um, and you know, garnishments can take place from our wages, which impacts our family, our future, um, and often impacts the way uh, we even engage with God because we're now focused on, I need more money. I need more. I need more because I have this issue that needs to be resolved. Okay. So practically this is an issue where I've, I've put up, I've, I've put myself out there as some sort of collateral for another person over whom I don't have any control. Correct. And in this case, we're talking about someone where I've misjudged I've misjudged their character, their ability, or their willingness to carry out their end of the deal. And so this doesn't just apply to financial uh, putting up. This can be, I co-signed on this neighbor by putting in a good, a strong recommendation for them for this job. Mm -hmm. Or when asked by the employer, I answered questions. I really didn't have any business answering, but I put my name to it anyway. And the the response here that the father gives the 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 resolution is as soon as you realize you've made that mistake, recognize that number one, you're already in hock. It's not that you're waiting for this to go south. It's already gone south. As soon as you recognize it, that's when you're trapped because your words, your commitment, your reputation, have now been totally tied up in this. And it has nothing to do with intent. It has everything to do with the fact that you can't see this through. Go extricate yourself. Go plead to be extricated and do whatever it takes to get out of that because you're no longer you know, sovereign, if you will, over the affairs of your life. Mm. You're out of control. When I... When I- when we were going through this text, one of the first things that jumped out to me was um, a number of the TV shows that are popular right now. Um, and I don't even know their names. Uh, the ones where you meet someone for 90 days and then you get married or. You oh, oh uh, stupid in love. I, I don't really. There's so many of them. Like, I don't Mistakes know. Mistakes in the romance. Uh, there's a whole 90. Divorce day Island. Age, uh, no, no, that's sinful. I, I mean, I, I mean. Uh, sleeping around i mean no that's not the island we're talking about we're talking about um people getting married and everyone supporting it and they have no clue who they're marrying let alone the people who are standing around as a witness are they in the space and i'll even say the judge the pastor whoever is representing god in that situation this also applies to them we just have to understand that there's more to it 
like a simple person should catch this, but we have to apply it to many aspects of our life and know that the spirit of God will nudge you and say, hey, you made a mistake. Um, that person you introduced to the other person, they're not a fit. Um, right. You, you need to warn them. And often we'll say, oh, no, they'll figure it out. Got to show them. But they love each no. other. No, 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 no. You saw something. God made it abundantly clear. You have put your name out there because you've introduced them and you've made this or co-signed on it. You mm-hmm. need to clean that up. You need to clear it up as well. For more practical advice, see a anchored and devoted episode <laughs> on red flags to dating. <laughs> there you go. There you, so, go. there you go. Moving forward into uh, verses six through eleven, then it's talking about the sluggard. Mm-hmm. And what I'm wondering, I'm wondering two questions. Okay, and this is sort of. The way I think, is there a connection between the sluggard and the person who's given up their, you know, co-signed? And secondly, mm-hmm. how do we see Jesus in, in both of these scenarios and in the response that's given? And I'll I'll pause it. My we answer. got five minutes. I know, <laughs> so I'll pause it. My answer. <laughs> you ask me big questions. Go Heck for it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we got to wrestle. All right, dig deep. We're gonna go. We're gonna another set of reps here. Let's put some more weight on that bar. All right, so here it is. It is is possible, and I think it's often the case that the sluggard or the sluggardly person is a person who is sluggardly while being vigorous in their life. In other words, sloth doesn't only look like the person who won't get out of bed. It is not just the 15-year-old teenage boy who is a sluggard. It is also the workaholic husband or wife who's not willing to put the work in to make sure that his bills are being tracked. Mm. This is how it ties back to that first part about putting your co-signing. Every time you hear any kind of financial disclosure, when you're talking about investments, what's the thing that they're always going to say at the end? This does not constitute financial advice. Speak to your financial advisor and read the prospectus. If you haven't read the prospectus, you haven't done the work to be able to say, I can put my name to line here and sell or buy. And that's the application here to this first section, verses one through five. If you haven't read the prospectus on your neighbor, on your neighbor's kid, whatever the situation is, don't co-sign. And as soon as you recognize, hey, I, I failed to read the prospectus, try to get out of it. But why did you fail to read the prospectus? Well, oftentimes it's going to be because you either have deceived yourself into thinking you know enough without reading the prospectus, or that you've done enough that the prospectus doesn't matter, or you've simply been slothful about it. Mm. And I think these two are connected in this way. The desire to help people, the desire to co-sign, to be seen as a good neighbor, as a good friend, and the desire to kind of go along, to get along, come from the same place of ease, of my own comfort. What's expedient for me, what allows me to get what I want with the least amount of effort. And the antidote to that is hard work. Mm. Look at the ant. Look at what they're doing. They're preparing their bread in the summer. They're gathering their food in the fall. Mm. They're working hard. They're not being directed. There's not a taskmaster telling them how to do it or telling them what to do. They're doing this because they recognize this is what's necessary for life. This isn't the doldrums of life. This is what this is the bedrock of life. And in the same way that that this is the work that's going on, it's the same kind of work that's necessary 
once I've realized I haven't read the prospectus, I have to go back with the same vigorous work mentality to extricate myself from the trap that I laid for myself. But how does this point to the gospel? Well, here's, I believe, a point to the gospel. Okay. Teach me. <laughs> and now the word of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> there was one who read the prospectus and still co-signed. There was one who got up early and laid his life down day after day to bring in the food to prepare for the day of winter when no work could be done. And he carried all that work on his own shoulders. And he co-signed on a loan that he knew we would, uh, what's the word? We would not defraud. We would uh, default. We would default. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. We would default on. But he carried it so that in the time when we did default, in the time when we were starving, there was still a way of salvation. Mm. The one thing I don't ever want to do is read the Proverbs and think that it's a how-to or maxim for life. If I just do these things, I'll get the result that it's, it's talking about here in the proverb. Because if it's not pointing me to the work of Christ, if it's not pointing me to the shed blood, the redemption of sins found only in the cross of Jesus and in his resurrection, then what I have is basically Sun Tzu's manual for living a happy life. And that's going to lead to the same place as reading the art of war and trying to live by it. It's going to lead to hell. Mm. Any good means of living a life absent surrendering your heart and your will to Jesus Christ only leads to hell. And full disclosure, it's not what David or I are after. So I probably won't do this in the future again, but you know, I might point <laughs> back to this. This is, uh, this, is, this is my heartbeat with this and um, enough said. Let's look at the text again. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, have given your pledge for a stranger, if you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go hasten and plead urgently with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter like a bird from the hand of a fowler. Go to the anthos sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. Father, I ask that you guard us um, by your word and by your name, that we would be people of, of truth and of holy labor for you. Um, Lord, that we would not seek our own comfort, our own ease, our own self-gratification, but that we would seek in all things to glorify you who have called us, both through our words and through our work. Father, even more than that, I am grateful that 
your son, the incarnate word of God came to work on our behalf so that we would have good works and our good works would remain. Lord, let us dwell in Christ today that the good works that he's called us to would remain forever until we see you face to face. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go in peace.